0: Welcome to Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Get ready, we're about to live in your head rent-free. Hello Otterites, welcome to episode 126. I am Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. And this is our pop culture episode, and of course, in Halloween coming up, what else could it be but something horror-related, and this time, vampire stories. Vampire. So, movies, of course, Bram Stoker, TV
1: shows. We might even talk about Twilight. Oh, God. Yes, we have to. It's kind of like a hoop we have to jump through. Save that a little bit for down the road, though. That's a, evolution wise, that's further. It's kind of a
0: hoop with a, you know, flaming dog turd in the middle of it. I was just saying. Well,
2: yeah. yeah. I mean, that might be a little uh, disrespectful to the flaming dog
1: turd. But, you know, you, said, <laughs> you did that yeah, you did that you you realize of course that that uh stephanie meyer is a gozillionaire because of the, that series and That's
2: i right. applaud that she was able to become a as you put it gozillionaire yeah based on such tripe
1: well that a lot of the, the discussion about her is the fact that the writing in that you know we're all about good craft folks this does not rise to that from all that i've read i have not read them uh, and for those who love them, they absolutely love them and cannot take any criticism of them. So if you're a Twihard first person out there, hold your ears. You're probably not listening to us anyway. Um, the the, the writing is subpar. It's really very squishy and gushy.
2: and the vampire equivalent of Fifty Shades of Grey.
1: Absolutely. It, well, in it, fact, it, Fifty it, it,
2: Shades of Grey is, a, is meant to be a derivative of, <laughs> yeah. of that,
1: yes. Well,
2: since we're talking about vamp- you know, Twihard, I couldn't go in the direction it was meant to go. Twi- yeah, but you're right, Fifty Shades... Is the Twilight version of S&M. That's right, exactly, and that's a. Uh, and,
0: and, and if yet,
1: that dude lived in a trailer, they should be getting him arrested. Well, that's yeah. Well, that's correct, and you know, I'm sorry, but somebody that's sitting there and watching a woman sleep—that's as creepy as it gets. And yet, that's kind of one of those ooh and ah moments in the, in that series that you hear a lot about.
2: Well, it, it, it's one of those weird things, and honestly, this, the 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 sexiness of vampires is. It's so weird, because vampires we grew up with were not like that. But, you know, it's like the whole Harley Quinn Joker thing. Yeah. There are people on the internet who think, oh, that's so romantic. He abused her. Very
1: much so. That's right. It's an abusive relationship. Very much so. and It is not something to aspire to, people. And that's kind of one of the criticisms around the twilight thing. But you raise a very good point on that. Vampirism has always been had a erotic subtext yes. to it, and that is part of one of the reasons that it is that persists so much. Yeah, that, that that I think that even originates
0: with Stoker. That's correct. But even carries through things like Hammer films, which I know you enjoy yes. a great deal. But it was it's much more subliminal and
1: submerged. That's all you and, could get away with at the time. Yeah, it's, it's right. but, but
0: it is it is supposed to be a you know, a feature of the Dracula character, the the main vampire character, is that he has this seductiveness to yes, him. Yes, he's
2: suave, debonair, well,
0: James, uh, uh, but he's
2: an older man, you know, he, yeah. he's not taking his shirt off all the time. Uh, but it is,
1: it is. he has something that draws there is, others to yes, him. There is a serious sexual mystique that goes with vampirisms, because, oh, think about it, it's penetrative. I mean, he penetrates with his teeth. I mean, it's it's yeah. you, you've got the oral and you've got uh, the penetrative stuff. It, it's all that subtext is all there, yeah. and then you've got the well. And he's never you know going after the guy. No, that's correct. That's Except the, to get him out of the way. That's The, that's it's always, the, the that's stories true. are always written around, and it's it's a it's a male fantasy, and yet
2: it's women even a love female it. fantasy. Women, <laughs> that's
1: correct. Women love it too. And there's a uh, uh, Christopher Lee was a great example of the sexy vampire in the fifties. I mean, there's one, one of the Hammer movies, Dracula, Prince of Darkness, which I think, you know, he did like seven. This is like, this is like, I think this, it's the third. It's the second one with him, but it was, because there was one they did without him, but the, the, there's one. It, he doesn't utter a single line in the entire movie, really. really. He says nothing and carries the sheer terror of the character without ever speaking. And that's good filmmaking. That, that's great filmmaking, and that's a hell of an actor, which we know. Yes. Christopher Lee's one of our favorite guys. We love him a lot. Uh, he, he he nails it so much so. Uh, and it, he and Hammer had a long relationship along with Peter Cushing, who we also love. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, Peter and Peter Cushing played Frankenstein in their se- Frankenstein series, and yet Christopher yeah. Lee played the first monster in the first Frankenstein. <coughs> Believe it or not, that was, first, that was their first movie. And Cushing plays... Van Helsing. Van Helsing and a lot of vampires. In, 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 yeah. in fact, that second vampire Dracula movie they made, it was like it was Brides of Dracula. Christopher Lee's not in it. Dracula is dead, but he has progeny that are out there. That Peter Cushing carries the lead with that story. It's not a bad movie, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the, but they realize well, you know, the real money here, folks, is in vampire himself, yeah. the king of the vampires, Vlad yeah. himself. Uh, and they brought this when they brought him back for. Dracula, the Prince of Darkness, and uh, they kept—they just kept making separate. Yeah. Uh, uh, taste the blood of Dracula. They would kill him, and then they would disintegrate him, and then they'd reintegrate him, and yeah, it was—they just kept turning them out. Yeah. So you know, vampires have been a thing for a really long time. So yeah, yes, long before so, Ron Stoker wrote his book,
2: right. So the origin does go back to the historical figure v- Vlad the Vlad Impaler. Impaler. That's right. Yeah,
0: Vlad Dracul, Vlad the Dragon, it was a real life Valakian or Transylvania, Transylvania is kind of we talk about Galatia,
1: uh, That's modern.
0: Uh, ruler, uh, medieval ruler, um, who really did put people on spikes to kind of
2: wall off the kingdom a little bit. That's right. Yeah, he was, really well, you really did
0: know, impale people. It's
2: going to keep people from visiting. Yeah, it's going and, to take you off the tourist destination list.
1: Yes, it will. And he it also will. did fight against the Muslim hordes too. Yes, I mean, there's that, there's, that was, there's, complica- there's complicated. Yes, there.
0: it, it is a medieval Christianity post Crusades fight against yes, the that's Ottomans. Right. That's right, that's, and I use that I use that
1: term "Muslim hordes" very deliberately because that's yeah. how he viewed them. Yes. That's that's what they were called at the time. So there was a whole mystique around and their and ability to
0: hold the throne of these places all throughout the. Carpathians. That's and, right, because it's very uh, mountainous. it's very...
1: Uh, and,
0: and, uh, was isolated. A, um, whereas, like, oh, the Balkans. Yeah. So your ability to hold your throne in the Balkans and Carpathians is based on, are you effective in holding off the Turks? Right. The Ottomans. Because right. um, we don't want them here. Right. They're, this well, is the gateway. They serve as the gateway.
2: That was no small factor in uh, how many of the uh, the uh, emperors were chosen for the Holy Roman Empire because you know the gates of Venice or, or uh, uh, Vienna are basically considered that's the last bastion. That's, that's right. right. If They uh,
1: get past there, Europe is open to them. That's right. And we could get, we could probably go down a rabbit hole. I think. Oh just, yes, <laughs> we're starting to. But that's, what, to, yes, but, but that's but where the, the basis. But being, it
0: it starts with these tales right. of this ruthless. Muslim fighter right. holding his throne, not always successfully. Uh, he gets deposed at least once, right? Right, yeah. And comes there's back no, and then gets about down. that. It's yeah. Not so bad. I mean there there's some reality to it. But also then the other part of the reality is you know, there's times when you're not sure if
1: somebody's dead. And that's the other part that goes into this right, mythology. This, that's this not superstition there's a of, superstition of uh, corpses that were buried that would they would or they, there would be floods. They would be and this is where a lot of these stories come from. Where they would uh, their teeth would appear elongated in when they see the corpses. Yes. Uh, that's the canine teeth, and that was just the way the skin would shrink, and there would be blood around the mouth. Which they would see uh, when they when there would be you know corpses that exhumed for whatever reason natural disasters stuff like that, and that's where this oh my gosh the undead idea came from and they would took and they took Vlad Tempest this this evil bloodthirsty ruler and married all this stuff together and the whole vampire mythology grew out of that yeah. and this runs over centuries uh, yeah. and it's meant to explain because for whatever reason here's the underpinning of that. We have to, it's a perversion of the Christ story, of the resurrected, the glorious resurrection. This is a, well, what if there was a resurrection that wasn't glorious? <laughs> and that's kind of an attempt to yeah. say, you know, this is, if God raised Christ, Christ being God, I don't want into that. But if, if did that, that resurrection, what would the devil do to, if Christ is to save us, what would the devil do to damn us? And that's where all this stuff comes back right. around with these Anecdotal stories of things that were being found later, uh, mental illness figures into this, when people yeah. would have, for whatever reason, uh, they would attack people, bite them, and things like that. All of this churns together right. to over centuries to create this mythology that Bram Stoker kind of collected for the yeah. first time. Stoker
0: coalesces sort of this, this idea. This
1: vampiristic, yeah. uh, and, and, and he, he, he imposes a lot of the eroticism on it. Yes, I don't want, you know, that's that's kind of him. Yeah. If you but in
0: the same way that we talked about with Shelley and Frankenstein mm-hmm. being also a story rooted not just in mythology, but in a particular Christian outlook. That's correct. Very much so. Stoker is the same way. And that's why a big part of these stories
1: continue to endure. Yeah, because Van Helsing, even is, beyond. Yeah, Van Helsing is the... You know the, the Saint George figure come to slay the dragon. It's yeah. a very Christian mythology. Dracula is this ultimate evil that preys upon yeah. humanity and must therefore be destroyed. And it makes that a hell of a story.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's the the, the, the book sold it goes in copies, and all of a sudden, once film develops, mm-hmm. then you have things like Nosferatu and some of the early those early vampire movies in the teens and twenties. Uh, Nosferatu was an amazingly—it still holds up. If you get a chance yeah. to see sign silent movie. Uh, that's kind of a build around this sort of thing. All of a sudden, the public says, "What?" And that's yeah. when the folks—it really has
0: legs it, uh, when it becomes film. That's right. Really that's when legs. that's
1: because you don't get a lot of vampire fiction. Other than Dracula, there's not a lot through there. It was the film that carried this yeah, scene. Yeah, at that time. At that time, it yeah. came later. Until Twilight, but, but, <laughs> no, before, no. That. Anne
2: Rice really yes, re-po- no. repopularized. It. Yes, she did. Yes, That's right. Anne, Although it, yeah.
1: it never went away completely. But no, it was it was. It but
2: was
0: yeah, there. as far as a as a as a book thing, and coming back with pitch, and yeah, Anne Rice deserves a lot of credit for sort of she does. And
1: but the movie that really made vampires a thing was, of course, Bella Lugosi's Dracula. Yeah, thirties. You know, I think you'd is to say
2: uh, Abbott Costello meet Dracula.
1: That which that was a,
2: a which actually was also Bela Lugosi. The only two times he played Dracula, that's right, that's right. was Adam yeah. Costello and the original.
1: That's right, which was a shameless cash grab on Universal's part. because oh, yes, you know well, all those were because you know in 1930 they do Frankenstein in 1932 I think or maybe it's 33 they they do Dracula and they realize we've got a hit here and next thing you know they're churning out these movies and they well let's see they met all we-. of them they met the Wolfman. Yep. Uh, played by um uh Lange-
2: Longini, I was trying to think something the first thing yeah, name. yeah. Uh, and they do the invisible man and then they do multiples they realize
1: horror has people will show up and see that's kind of what a lot of this is but it's happening costello so it's well, it, kind of horror but kind of but not but that's correct that's right but mostly but but we kind of get to back to this is frankenstein book dracula book some of hg wells not a whole lot but some of that yeah Brings in the concept of the horror genre really doesn't start to coalesce until after that, and then when you've got Nosferatu the movie and Dracula the movie, next thing you know, horror is a viable genre. Well, when you think about, yeah, well, when you think about what it is
2: and the themes it deals with, especially (laughs) something like uh, Frankenstein and Dracula, yeah, uh, that would have, and especially if you're going to add the pervert or the perverse, the erotic element to Dracula that's going to be a hard sell in the 19th century.
1: That's right. That's why they had to dumb a lot of that down. The subtext is still, still there. And it's still, well, they, yeah. they both of those movies, they all those movies, they still hold yeah. up, the, the original ones. When it, it They both morphed after about three or four movies into the shameless cash grab. Yeah. Because, you know, that's where it went. And kind of about middle, at the end of the war, that kind of, okay, we're kind of done with this. Let's go into something else. And there were the cheap horror movies of the 40s and the 50s. But the source material, with both Frankenstein and Dracula, is public domain at this point. So Hammer right. Studios in in England says, "Well, you know, we can do this, and we can't do what Universal did. It Can't look like that." But the source material, we can do this, and so they reinvigorated the genre for the B movie industry because Hammer movies were pretty cheap. Oh yeah, yeah. They, 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 you know, they, but they were yeah. they were color and all. Most of those censorship of the 30s and 40s has been relaxed a lot, even in the 50s, surprisingly yeah. enough, because yeah. this is England. And, you know, the, the United States. You know, you got comic books that are, you know, seduction of the innocent and all that sort of stuff going on. In England, they're saying, eh, forget that." And you got glorious blood everywhere in those Hammer movies. I mean, horror of Dracula, the first one, it's called simply Dracula in England, and there's blood everywhere, rich red. Because it's color, you know, you can you, yeah. also, right, also, which
2: we do not get at all in the U.S. That's right,
1: yeah. yeah that, you
2: know, even when you have some color versions of that, you know, you do not get as Bugs Bunny called it, spurting blood.
1: That's right, exactly. And that's you know, that's that's a that's a shift of gears from where the Universal movies were. They kind of went away, and then you've got Hammer, and then in the sixties you got Marcus Collins in many respects. Mm-hmm. Dark Shadows. Yeah, is, well,
0: and of course, with everything breaking down by then, then you really get to show whatever you want in
1: these films. Well, and, and Hammer's still making movies by this. Yeah. They make them into the mid-70s with Christopher Lee. And all of a sudden, you've got nudity in some of those movies. Yeah. Uh, they're meant to be, be horror drive-in flicks. Drive-in movies, yes. But you know, you're know, you starting to see that sort of stuff. You would never have seen that before. Yeah. Uh, but there's still that sexual subtext in all of this I mean, uh, one of the Frankenstein movies was, you know, and Frankenstein created Woman, and she's naked most of the time. Uh, that I wish I could tell you the name of the actress, but uh, uh, that, and you get a lot of that sort of stuff. Uh, it's only, it's really in the 70s where all of a sudden the, the wheels finally come off, same time the comic books, that you can take, you know, the comic code is gone, and it's around that comic same time. code was around, but they just ignored yeah, it mean, It Yeah, it was, it was, you know, once the break was made, uh, and this was around the – and Bar- Barnas Collins had a lot to do with it because it was, it was a phenomenon in the late 60s. And it was very, very sexual subtext uh, because you're getting to see a long-form storytelling on film, which you don't – you know, before, this is mostly movies. Well, you know, the, the vampire gets it in the end. Right. He's he a bad again. guy. it's right. He comes back again, but – you know, because you've got all sorts of crazy sequels, but in the end, that's how it happens. And Dark Shadows says, well, no, he's too popular to kill. They were going to originally kill off Barnabas Collins at some point. And they said, well, no, he's, while people are watching. They are, our ratings have gone through the roof. We've got to figure out a way to rehabilitate him. And so became the reluctant vampire theme. And that's kind of where we've been ever since then.
0: Yeah, because then I guess you would get into what, Blade...
1: Blade, was, Blade is some of that. Uh, yeah. that. Well, that's that comes from the comic book, of course, which was, you can't, even though they killed Dracula, I don't know, how many times in the comic book. Yeah, books, he's never permanently dead. He's never permanently dead. Even
2: though you see them separate the head from the body and mm-hmm. burn both, he still
1: somehow comes back. It, it, it never fails. That's right. Yeah, it never because, fails. <laughs> which is the same problem that Dark Shadows had. He's too popular. We've got to keep stories going because both of those are long-form storytelling yeah. forms. So yeah. next thing you know, people are picking up on that. You've got vampire movies and series and all sorts of stuff. Well,
2: you know, a, a lot of what drives I think the fascination with horror is it's two-part. It's the supernatural in some way, mm-hmm. but in many of them there's this taste of the forbidden. Mm-hmm. So yeah. whether that's erotic or some other form. So like with Frankenstein, you know, you've got this quest for immortality. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not really, you know, nobody really looks upon that with favor. So you actually do it, of course. Then everybody would go crazy for it. Right. But, you you know, it's it's seen as wrong, especially the way Frankenstein goes about it. And it's right. And that's how Shelley wrote it originally. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, digging up the dead bodies and, and all this. It's, you know, grave robbing is not exactly high on the list of things people want you to do. Yes. Uh, so there's that, that bit of titillation in, in that, and no pun intended for the later movies, mm-hmm. but, you know, there's that always will draw people that little bit of eroticism and that, that titillation of some kind, that little bit of bad boyness in whatever form Mm -hmm. do somebody who's supposedly a hero here, you know,
1: has good ideas, good motives doing something bad. Right. Because he's handsome. He's, he's always, you know, Christopher Lee in in particular, but you know, he's, he's a, a, attractive person and that's where that whole, the, and I think television and movies and books all sucked into that thinking, wow, the sexy vampire that can give me immortality with a bite. The best sexy vampire, though,
2: will always be the one from *Bitten*. I think it was Jacqueline Bissette. Uh
1: Oh my gosh! No, it's no Lauren. Hutton. Uh, Lauren Hutton is Lauren, Hutton's Hutton's Lauren Hutton. <coughs> <coughs> yes, that's right. Yes. *Once Bitten* with Jim Carrey. Yeah, that's what it was. *Once Bitten*. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, and you know there's all sorts of other other movies that uh, they got a little too right. Ooh, uh, I think so. I think so. They're, and you're talking once bitten, not love at first bite, which right. was, that was uh, George uh, Hamilton. Hamilton. That's right. That was a great one. that, it, that it was was fun. A, These are fun movies to see. You realize the vampire genre or subgenre of horror horror has got legs all its own. Well, it's.
2: I think in those cases, it's not that it has legs; it's that it's become such a normative part of the culture you can make fun of it. Okay. Uh, which really is one of the reasons I think vampires have become what they have, because vampires are no longer scary. Yep. They've been around too much. Yeah, yeah. Dracula dead and loving it. Yeah. You know, I mean, yep. it's, just, it's just not. It, it, it's hard to scare people nowadays, you know, with movies really? and books. What? I think I,
1: it is. I, I think you're, I think you you're right. You know,
2: I think that's why you have uh, zombies have become such a big thing, because, you know, the decaying body thing. That's, that's gruesome and, and terrifying. Well, Yeah, because uh, instead
1: of one undead person that still looks handsome running around, you've got hordes of, of mindless, decaying flesh. Yeah, That's, that's our, that's our don't- so Yeah, it you get to get throw up. in gore and scare. Yeah, exactly. Well, because our, we've been desensitized to the old. We've got to move. Well, it's exactly. almost addictive, yes. And so,
2: you know, when you look at the Anne Rice books, uh, you know, and later uh, the uh, True Blood stuff, Right. Uh, mm-hmm. The books, which I read a bunch of those uh, to see what it was all about. And yeah, it's not really that great. I mean, but it's the same kind of thing. You've was, got this, it, they're sexy. So they're, they're, that's the what danger HBO, is, yeah. is no longer you're going to lose your life. Yeah. It's the danger is going to be, you might fall in love, you know? I mean, it's And yeah. so it's not really that dangerous anymore in the sense that it's forbidden love. And yeah, and it's, it's it's
1: and it's almost uh, it's almost misogynistic too. Oh yeah, very much so. much so. Which you know, I'm surprised that it's uh, that it hasn't been tackled more uh, in in print and on the internet and all that stuff. Uh, it seems to be given a pass, but there's nothing admirable about this type yeah. Yeah. of thing. other than
2: Lauren Hutton, there's never a hot vampire babe preying on young men.
1: Uh, there's probably exceptions to that, but you're right. I can't see. Yeah, that. I can think of that. Right yeah. But
0: Sorry. do do people fall into this goth slash vampire lifestyle? Are often young women? Yes. It, does it give them a sense of power to adopt these personas?
2: Probably. Power I over mean over men. It's it's Maybe. power I think over they're... your existence at least. You know, it, it's probably dangerous for us to speculate on this, because none yeah. of us have been goth. I, although I've listened to a lot of goth music. Thank you, Susan Devanches. Um, But, you know, it, she's she has been called the queen of goth, but she's not hardcore goth. Or yeah. she wasn't when she was called that. Um, so, you know, there could be some of that power over men. Uh, it could just be that, you know, you know yes, we're all individuals. As we go around dressing like one another yeah. and saying and doing and thinking the same things. Um, so, you know, it's a way to rebel because uh, it is so vastly different from the norm. You know, the black lipstick, the dyed black hair, everything in black. Um, you know, putting the, the piercings through every part of your body. You know, that, that was more of a later thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's it's a little bit of rebelliousness, I guess. Cry for attention. But, it, but it is coming from this... You, know, I, you
0: this yeah, vampire I thing because I There's mean probably some of it that, kind yeah. of moves from you know you can move from that into this hardcore vampire adoration type stuff. Yeah. Well, there
1: there are even um, groups that drink each other's blood uh, with this type of thing. I mean, yeah. they, they're they're out there. I mean, uh, take anything that you want. Human beings can pervert it ever how they want to. You know? yeah. So I'm not sure that I'm not sure that's endemic to this. I think it's just a uh, a convenient well we will ways. also sexualize anything too that's correct so you know if
2: even if vampires didn't have a an erotic con uh, context. peace context originally we would have added it by now yeah mm-hmm.
1: and and you know and we did because twilight is the is the obvious one uh oh yeah i think it was before that oh absolutely i mean uh well barnabas collins was yeah. started a whole lot of it at least in uh in, uh Modern uh, understanding, there was the really good, it was uh, on Sci-Fi Channel for years, uh Canadian TV series called Forever Night, which was about a reluctant vampire that had been living for a thousand years and was trying to, you know, repay society for his sins, and it said it was excellent. Uh, if you can find it, it's, it's still out there. Uh, this was, and I, and I told my, because I would watch that a lot when my kids were little, uh, not with them usually, but they knew of it. And t- and when they became Twilight's because they were of the age when that came about, oh, yeah. they were young young ladies, and they were just all into that. And I'm thinking you do realize that this was done 20 years earlier, much better actually. Yeah, and I, a Forever Night was a much it was. Of course, it had a well Twilight captures that that
2: angsty stuff. I don't right. want I don't want to denigrate anybody's particular tastes tastes or well maybe, but personal oh, yeah, that, that experiences little, of... Right, yeah. Well, like I said, taste, that's one thing. But I don't identify ways personal experiences of, of life and what forms oh, of entertainment yeah, okay. they use to... Uh, as, as an escapism or how they can identify yeah, with that. Because obviously
1: it was popular. There's no right. doubt about that.
2: But, yeah, I mean, it, it, Twilight, for all its popular success, is... It's a trashy novel. I mean, it's a trap I mean, You know, you hear people reading, you know, trashy novels well, yeah,
1: this is like the ultimate trashy novel. People have read, people, people have read and loved trashy novels for, you know, right. decades. So, right, uh, what was different about this? And it wasn't just the, the genre, I don't think. I'm not well, sure. you a know, lot I think the really a lot of the internet drives mm-hmm. I think the internet helps drive a lot of this
2: stuff because you can connect more, uh, you can get more feedback, you can, uh, you know, it's like how the Fifty Shades stuff. You know, yeah, started but out word is, of
0: mouth gets much stronger that yeah. way. Word of mouth
2: becomes international rather than
1: yeah, Community. and fan
2: fiction picks up very quickly, Yeah.
1: and yeah. all this, and I mean that's what Fifty Shades was. It was fan fiction, yeah, yeah. With, uh, uh, on the Twilight world, and yet Stephanie Meyer somehow she struck gold with this, and uh, I'm still there. has been a lot written on it. I wish I understood it better. I've had friends who were just one well, of my daughters. They were they were really into this, uh, and I had other adult lady friends that said, "Oh yeah, oh, absolutely." I was you know this is a thing. And I was a team. A uh, uh, team Edward and Team Jacob. Edward and Jacob. That's yes. right. It was yes. uh, so. I'm wondering uh, is does, Stephanie Meyer apparently is not a very good writer, as in sentence and structure and creativity, but she she obviously came up with a plot pretty damned popular. And I've often wondered a what it is that she struck that resonated. I've not been able to get any any fans. that hey, Twilight fans out there. We don't mean to run you down, or your or your like. Explain it to us. What is it about this that was so much more than anything else?
2: Well, that made you want to spend your money on
1: it. Well, think about think about it this way. Uh, it's a lot like
2: uh, just a slightly older young adult fiction because all the characters are. Truly young adults, yeah, as yeah. opposed to uh, typical YA, which often tends to be teens, you know, younger teens. Because right. the story does start at high school, basically. right? And I think and part maybe, of it is it and how so. sad is your vampire uh, protagonist and your, uh, you know, and your werewolf one are still in high school. How old are they?
1: Thousands of years, yeah, hundreds so, of years, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. is, and you're I, still I
2: graduated. Part of
0: it is that there's a a regular person in the center of the story. Yes. That that, I'm sure that that was something where lots of, especially young women could identify. With. And there's the
1: love triangle. I, yeah. think, I think you've nailed a lot of that there. That's, and well, that's in young adult fiction is all over that stuff. Yeah. yeah there's is a young woman who is lives with to-
0: her father goes to school, feels a little isolated. And now here's this gorgeous man. Who pays attention who to pays her. pays attention to her. In a rather oh, creepy she, way. Doggone it, he's a vampire. And oh, doggone it, the other guy's paying attention to me is a werewolf. Yeah. So. However, a recent vampire series that I think goes in a different direction that
1: I like is Underworld. Oh yeah! Oh yes! I'm glad you mentioned that. Yes, uh, Kate Beckinsale is one of our favorite people. Certainly, Woo-hoo! she's a, she's a wonderful lady. Uh, she's consistently working, by the way. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, something she's that very symmetrical and appealing to the eyeball. Uh, she is. Uh, yes, she was in the, <laughs> uh, She actually was in the hospital recently, as we record this. So we, yeah, we, we uh, wish her the best. Uh, uh, became ill on a film set. That's correct. That's right. You, and you, every time you turn around, she's doing a new movie. That's that says something that she's got. So and she pulls it off very very well. But a lot of her stardom. It wasn't her first big star movie. Yeah. Pearl Harbor was kind of the first of that with uh, Ben Affleck and there. But the, she, the Underworld series, the first one in particular, was a total original take on the vampire and werewolf mythology that had a huge resonating factor. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it didn't hurt that she was the, the main protagonist there.
2: Well, you know, She was very visually appealing. She was, that's correct, but you know... Didn't have to be that way. Well, just a lot of. But that's what makes. Th- but I think that's what makes this different, though, because it is almost impossible for a female action movie
1: to get made. I mean, look how long it took to get Black Widow. Well, yeah, I mean, Wonder Woman was was a risk when, when they made it. They right, it was a they, risk. They they weren't going to do that.
2: Right. And, I mean, they did and, Captain Marvel, which I'm shocked they did that before uh, Black Widow, but. You know, they did that for. Well, All of them. she's incredibly popular in the comics. So. Right.
1: And, well, and a lot of it was the political pressure of why haven't you made a movie with the with the female right? But you still don't do it with Black Widow. I,
2: I, yeah. It makes you wonder if starjo and, and Disney were having issues before this
1: recent break. It's weird because Scarlett Johansson is probably. The most well-known woman in the world. You I mean, she can carry a that. movie. That's correct. She's movie done movie. it many times, so it's not—it's not a money thing. Yeah, it's something, and else. and she's done action. Yeah. And yet, uh, Kate Beckinsale did it phenomenally well with Underworld, you know, which right. was—it's one of the few examples. The... You just don't see it. So, so if it was a risk. A rule, maybe.
2: Well, you know, it, it was—it had to have been a major risk to have this female-led action movie about. Vampires and
1: werewolves. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm not sure that there was a huge amount of investment in that movie. I don't know what its budget was. It, would mean it was well, cool. it, it had especially to a really decent amount. That, that so. first
0: one, I think it had kind of a limited set of sets, and I think it was filmed in Eastern Europe, so they, they gave it kind of an authentic look well,
1: without Len, a huge expense. Len Wiseman was the director of it. He is. He's really, he married. Well, me. Pulls he that out sure. of his rear end, I don't know what. If, did you know the director? director. Oh, I, I'm a big fan. I've been a big, big fan. Yeah, we got, we I mean,
0: got all discs and all.
1: Absolutely, and it, it was. I mean, it, they were able to make you know what four sequels. So, yeah, I think it's yeah four sequels to yeah. that movie, which you shouldn't be able to do that with a, a female action hero, and yet they have. Now, of course, the, the second one they had a fairly decent sized budget. The third one a little less. So, of course, it came back. to say it wasn't in
0: that It She sure wasn't even it it. in. It it. Came that. back to was, the other two.
1: Yeah, I like Naomi. She does a great job. She was in Star Trek, uh, Stargate uh, Universe mm-hmm. there for a while. Uh, she was the oh uh, uh, yes, she was the leader. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Talking talking guest star. She's done a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and yet that still somehow. Yeah, I, 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 I think, I think I Lynn Wiseman deserves a lot of credit yeah. as does Kate back. Yeah, I
0: mean, Underworld is it I
1: visually it, it's powerful. Yeah, visually
0: very interesting, and there's there's a a detailed mythology to it that made it appealing. Like it, it's, it was logical. Yeah, there was more than just, oh, we don't like vampires. You know, there is, or we don't like the werewolves. You know, the, this battle between the lichens, and then they start tying it to these, uh, was it Corvinus? and That's right. You know, all this kind of mythology all the way back in, in Eastern Europe. So they, I mean, it became appealing because of the details. I, I think, think so. So, think so. Well, yeah,
2: it helps differentiate. You know, that's yeah. I think one of the things that makes True Blood, even though I've not seen any of the, the episodes, my daughters really love it. They yeah. Really do. yeah, well, you know, uh, it's got some great actors in it. So yeah, yeah that's
1: that's that always helps. And it ran for a long time. it had a good budget. HBO, you know, if you want to, they do a good job. It's a it. different
2: take on the whole. thing. So, you know, it is uh, still vampires and and. Uh, 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 werewolves and uh, voodoo and, and you know the whole uh, <laughs> yeah. supernatural realm well, yeah but it's what if they went public you know because all this stuff is always secret right yeah but instead they go public and the, the, you know the name of the the TV show comes from this synthetic blood yeah. that uh, of course enterprising entrepreneurs sees on hey we can't have you killing people and drinking their blood how about we make you some fake blood and so that's what, so then you can literally go into restaurants uh, as, a, as a vampire and order true blood. And it's this fake blood. So it's a different take, you know, where everybody
1: knows vampires exist. Well, yeah, which is an enormously, it's a decent change. Like yeah, mean, Underworld is mean. a decent change to this mythos. That had, you could say, every so often runs its course. Well, well you can only do some a story
2: based on I want to drink your blood so often. Yeah. Well, but it's, but you know, that's what's the, kind of the linchpin
0: it. of that good fiction like we were just talking about with Bernard Cornwell. What,
1: what if you change this one aspect? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's right. And that's, and that's how you're able to take this which I'm not so sure that the entire vampire mythology hasn't run its course yet again until somebody else comes up with something new and interesting because, as you can see, about every 10 to 20 years, something dies and something is resurrected. Well, you know, everything goes in cycles. That's right, that's right. As long as you can keep it new and fresh and keep everybody paying attention to the little shiny light. Well, that sounds like a good place to
2: stop for a moment and bourbonize... Ooh, that's a good word. <laughs> urbanize That's right. I, see, I need to pour, because I really don't want to finish the, uh, you didn't finish yours, did you? I did. I actually poured a little
0: bit more just to make sure I had this right. Yeah,
1: you or... can pour yours into my Oh, you'll so finish it? I'll finish okay. this for you, because uh, I did not, last, last episode, I didn't drink Jefferson's, uh, but you guys gave your uh, kind of your uh, less than stellar uh, endorsement to it. Uh, and I went ahead and said, "Well, I've kind of got to do it. Yeah, you got to do it. it. You uh, do it. Uh, I am, I am not as uh, opposed to it as you guys are. Uh, uh, it's, it is, it's no Basil Hayden. It's okay. It's Maybe right. my taste buds are coming back already. Maybe. Yeah. Because uh,
2: listeners, uh, you know, we've talked about how Martin pulls all these these descriptions out of his one of his orifices." Uh, but you know, talking about flavors and and, and hints of this and you know uh, yeah, yeah, sense that. of that, and he says it's because he stopped drinking soft drinks. The taste buds are not work working. They are. Soft drinks will ruin your taste buds. So I have recently given up soft drinks uh, since I've started You're doing drinking coffee exceptionally
0: well with it. It's, I'm I'm thrilled for you, Robert. I
2: am ten days into it. Uh, not had a soft drink. Uh, haven't really had any uh, caffeine withdrawal headaches because I drink coffee now. So I have oh, substituted so my have caffeine. caffeine. Um, so you know, maybe I don't know how long it really takes. I, I've heard about a
1: month is what you really need to. And coffee doesn't have the same effect. It's the sugar, not the caffeine. Right. It's. I mean, it's the soft drinks.
0: Is that especially the corn syrup soft yeah. drinks? Uh-huh. I think really just the sweetness is so much. Your taste buds become so anticipatory of that sweetness it becomes hard to really differentiate anything else.
1: And mm-hmm. therein lies the fact that it doesn't bother me much because I'm still drinking Cokes like I would believe. Well, see, now, I still drink a lot of sweet stuff. I, I like my coffee yeah. very sweet. Well, see. yeah, you uh, too,
2: yeah. But I, it's not corn syrup stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I use a, a sugar-free caramel sweetener for my coffee. Uh, I'm, but it's
0: it, it, in, in addition to corn syrup, a modern soft drink is heavily sweetened. Yeah, I mean super duper sweetened, even compared to a sugared coffee
1: or something like that. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. a
0: tremendous amount of sugar is in a yeah. In a sauce so beer. that's
1: why the fact that this Jefferson thing doesn't bother me that much. It that's, could be. That's, that's what it you're all thought is. That might be yeah. what we're talking you're, about.
0: You're here? just you're not getting the the flavor that we were getting,
1: and don't realize that I'm not getting it. Yeah. yeah. So therefore, what, well, uh, what are you getting? Do you? I mean, do you get? just it's not medicinal uh it's just, it's, bourbon, it's just bourbon that's right there's uh, i don't get a lot of uh a lot of uh oak i don't get a lot of pine or any of that any of the woodsy stuff that uh, i'll take one more drink. it's uh muted so It's not a bad thing.
2: yeah
1: it's got a bit of an aftertaste um a
2: little bit yeah that is a not a sting. good one
1: I mean, they all have a bit of that after effect. Yeah. It's, it's, it's mild. Uh, it's it's not. Oh, see, I didn't think it was mild.
2: Oh no, I don't. I don't
0: have. Any I mild. thought it was pretty sharp. Oh, it's very sharp to me. i I mean, it was all. like whap, hit not me not right sh- in the center of the tongue. Yeah, that at as all. soon as you drink it, it was something, and, and again, the, there there is something to
2: the nose of it. Now, and to the I had ice. That's just, Mine was neat. Did you have ice? Both. I did both. That's what you did. Both okay, of that's ice. right. So. Yeah, so it shouldn't make any difference then, because you said you had the same effect. There. Well, it's insane. yours,
1: because I just finished yours. If there was a little bit of water to it, that may have watered it down a little bit. But I've been drinking the straight before. You but you mixed me, it with just... it, so it shouldn't have had that much of an effect. No, not, not at all. And it's, uh, I'm not seeing it, folks. I'm just not. It's very
2: interesting. This is why I think we need to do another bourbon episode. We really need to do yeah, some, figure knows. out some experiments to run. That's right. And do that. Yeah, I mean, okay. there's so, only Super Juke's. So it's kind of
0: two and a half on the Jeffersons. Yeah. You just poured Woodford. Woodford, yes. And I, I have just a regular Woodford. Not yeah, well, yes. Yeah, well. Polished off a quick snort of basil, um, which is really clearing the palate out. It's always good. Always so. good. Wow. Yeah. Cool. All right. So that's bourbon break. And so where does that leave I us? With say, what else do we have to say, folks? Yeah. I mean, well. other than Kate Beckinsale is very awesome, and then vampire movies. Of oh, course, and the movie was good too. Yeah, yes. uh, appeal to us. Because there is a right, there there is a subconscious Western Christianity
1: element to yeah. these stories. Good destroys evil, and it's supposed to. And well
2: and you know, the 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 resurrection gone bad thing you should talk about earlier. Yeah,
1: I,
0: Dracula as as an anti Christ figure. Very much so, yes.
1: So so that's that's something that we that's often lost in most of the time in our popular well, culture. Yeah, you can't make yeah, that overt
0: uh, anymore. That yeah, underworld. so I mean, right when you get to underworld or twilight, that has been rehabilitated into well, vampires are people
1: too. Well, true blood especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah and right. that that's the whole premise of yeah. true blood. Yeah. So, exactly. but that of
0: course was not where Stoker was. And, oh, by no I means mean, these were.
1: These were and anti-christ I, figures, right? And I will mention because we didn't mention it, and we probably should have. Bram Stoker's Dracula, the movie from nineteen ninety-six. Um, very well made. Gary Oldman. Yeah. Yes, that was very good. That one, if you wanted, if you wanted to put it down into like possibly the best Dracula adaptation, I might have to say that you've got Anthony Hopkins as uh, as Van Helsing. Keanu Reeves, I mean, who doesn't love Keanu Reeves? Come on. Everything he does, I'll, I'll watch Keanu that. Dracula. That's right, yeah. You know, but he was Jonathan Harker. He was but, Harker. Yeah, so he, but he had a, he had the whole thing through there, and it was, it was very, very well done. I mean, it was, I mean, Gary Oldman's another guy that, yeah, I can watch anything he does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he plays the sexy Dracula in 1996, and then plays Winston Churchill in Darkest Hour, wins an Oscar 20 years later. A little, yeah. But and over- don't forget, he
2: played Doctor Smith.
1: Well, that's correct in uh, in uh, in Lost in Space, the movie. which yes. was, yeah, yeah, it was a little, a little nice forgettable. Yeah. Uh, the the new uh, Netflix series. Was really and good Commissioner good. Gordon as well. He right? played Commissioner yes, Gordon. Excellent Commissioner Gordon. Very, Very much so. He's the yes. best Commissioner Gordon. Great. yeah uh, yeah he looks, he looks like Commissioner like Gordon. Yeah, he does. Yeah, in in those three movies, he did a really yeah. good job. So uh, J.K. Simmons, you're you're cool, but well, Jeffrey <laughs> Wright's doing it uh, in in the next Batman with Robert Pattinson again. Uh, um, which, believe it or not, it hasn't happened yet, but you can yeah. see the trailer. And it's, yeah, but uh, the Justice League is J.K. Simmons, right? Is uh, oh, Yes, yes he yeah. is. In, 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 uh, but Gary
0: Oldman, Yes.
1: Yeah. he uh, is Commissioner Gordon. It's, uh, I would
2: agree. I would agree completely. Well, you know, Batman is a Dracula motif. Very much so.
1: That's exactly right. I yeah. didn't even get into that. That's yeah, yeah, exactly
2: right. right. And, you know, uh, you want to talk about the comics, uh, Dracula, at, uh, in various places, has a long run. Most especially the the wonderful seventy issue run at uh, Marvel. Right. Tomb, Dracula. Tomb yeah, of Dracula. Yeah, with uh, uh, Gene Colan and uh, Marvel Wolfman. Marvel Wolfman. Oddly enough, Marvel Wolfman. That's
0: right. Morbius is a uh, Dracula uh, it's,
1: it's it's a Dracula take off kind, to, kind of a takeoff to uh, that movie. I don't think that's out yet. Uh, that they're doing an adaptation. They are doing a yeah, Morbius. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's done, yeah, definitely. And uh, I'm interested in that. I always liked Morbius, uh, the living vampire, which was a science Scientific thing where yeah. he accidentally creates himself as this creature that's similar to a vampire and calls himself that. Yeah. We've done this over and over and over yeah. again because it still has legs. It still people still keep watching it. There's not There's a lot something of, about it that
2: it, it, that evokes a primordial response, and that's why yeah. it gets done over and over.
1: And I think I, th- yeah. I think it is the biting of the neck, the draining of the blood. I think that's the, that's that forbidden fruit. It's always there, that no matter how you dress it up, yeah. that's the one thing that keeps people To think that you can
0: live eternally based on the life force of
2: another. Well, yes, let's talk about Eucharistic theology. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, no, seriously. That's right. Yeah, correct. yeah. And, it, and again, it, it's, it's a perversion of Christian. It's an, an Christian anti-Christ Christ figure. That's us. right. That's right. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's living not. forever as the as the soulless one, as the undead. Yeah. You know, all those it's things. It's not the
0: Savior's blood saving our lives. It's. Our blood save his life, the his his life. Yeah. And, con-
1: and thereby condemning us. So it's, yeah. all, it's all about that. It, yeah,
0: yes, it's completely uh, the it, it, opposite
1: it, it, of the Christ story, right? Exactly,
2: as his right to said for other reasons, too. Yeah, Yeah. well, it's the creator try- or the created trying to become the creator, right? Uh,
1: so, exactly, yeah. There's a reason these are they're the classics, yes, yeah, so right? Well, I as mean, I said, it, it, it's, it's, it's
2: yeah, primordial the, the things are, are evoked in us because you know, there are certain things that. In our gut, uh, we see as we talked about with morality uh, uh, not long ago. Uh, you know, there are some universal things that are we have to call moral, and That's right. you know these violate them in some ways. Mm-hmm. And that is for whatever. And when you can present it in a way that is either fascinating mm-hmm. or titillating, you <laughs> know, uh, especially, titillating. Uh, you know, it becomes intriguing because. Yeah, you know, we want to see the bad guys lose, but, you know, we also want to see a really good uh, character. And, you know, ability is a really good character. Very much so, yeah. Uh, for whatever reason. And, and all these others, they, they work uh, on various levels, granted. Uh, but they're working with that same source material. So I think there's a good place to end, because I really like this, the idea of
0: you tie it to the, again, Eucharistic theology of it's the opposite of the Christ story. It is our blood providing eternal life to a demonic figure. A demonic figure, rather than
1: who Christ's is also blood Who is also lives. half human. See, there's, yeah. there's that there's that thing there. Mm-hmm. Yes, and of course of, half demon, half demonic, half human, which is another perversion of the Christ, of right. Christ figure. Wow, cool, excellent. All right, so what is next, Francis? Guys, there's five Fridays in this month. You know what that means? We get paid three
2: times this month.
1: Hoopa Oh yeah, hoopa juu! Yeah. Hoopa Yeah, we're gonna do a hoopa next time. It's been a little while since we've done it. the way time kind of way the calendar falls. Do you want about to, every three months? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we 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 think about it sometimes. You know, we we really put a lot of work into what our content's gonna be, and hoopa is the one that always kind of messes with us the most, and also our most fun. And uh, we're gonna talk about famous people next time. You know, we we do our biographies, are our, our heroes and stuff, and talk about folks. We're going to talk about folks that either that we've met or that we want to meet. That we want because to some meet. of us, yeah. like myself, hasn't met anybody, hardly. Although there's a few exceptions to that, we'll talk about You've them. met two very famous podcasters. Well, yes, I have. That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about you know some of those folks we really want to meet or have met, and just going to have a fun time with it next time. Join us.
0: Hope you enjoyed another pointless discussion of eternal questions. Remember, new episodes
2: published every Friday at noon Eastern. Spread the word. We're on all the major podcast platforms. And leave us a comment or review because that helps others find us. We're on Instagram, Twitter,
1: as well as our website, snakesandotters.com. I'm Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. Join us next week, same snake time, same otter channel.